is that, Alison? What the hell is that? This is... <laughs> It's an insulated cup that is 40 ounces, so two of these a day are all the water I need to drink. Mother of God. That is the most American thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. It is, actually. It's a Stanley cup. It really does come out of, like, the deep south where women used to have, like, sweet tea in it all day because it's hot. Sorry, I, I really saw it. It was very distracting, a little bit but like the time when I, when I thought uh, Maureen was drinking double cream. You just produced something that looked like... <laughs> I, 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 in fact, I didn't. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is. But you, it was so casual as you were sucking from it. I thought <laughs> you've done that before, Alison. <laughs> Alison, Maureen. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear well three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Well, anyway, Alison, me and Jen, we're in uh, Berlin. This week. I saw the pictures. I even saw you beside the lake. We were beside a lake. It was great. We got there and then we turned we turned left to go to the beach. And the first beach we got to was Nudist Beach. And we decided to give that a miss because we're friends, but we're not that good friends. <laughs> I mean, was it a beach? Well, it was a bit of... <laughs> it was their kind it was of, a patch of It was a patch of grass next to a lake, but yeah... Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stretch it quite to the beach stage, but yeah, it was a very German experience as we wandered through. There were plenty of people dressed, though. To be clear, yeah. it was just there were lots of nudists, but there were plenty of people who were perfectly happy to be amongst naked people but keep their clothes on. And we decided we weren't, we weren't one of them. One of them, yeah. <laughs> we had a really nice, had a nice time at Kormalanka, and then we had cocktails on the Tuesday. We had quite a lot of cocktails. I had five cocktails in one night. I'm impressed with you, Maureen. I saw this on the post. You still looked quite, um, you looked like you were all right, though. You looked and, like you were. And bear in mind, German cocktails are a lot stronger than British cocktails, which are basically fruit juice and ice, because they have, they they just free pour. So they're very strong. <laughs> I had three whiskey sours, a pina colada and an amaretto sour. Yep, she's living the vida loca. <laughs> <laughs> they were very good. The first three cocktails were really good cocktails. And then Jen treated us to uh, cocktails at the Hotel Adlon, which is the most famous hotel in, in Berlin. Yeah, it was good, yeah. I don't. I actually don't know if they were better, any better than the ones we had at the other place, to be honest. I think the but other they ones were actually probably better. I think the ones at the other place were better, but then they were sort of half the price. But, <laughs> but anyway... We were at the Hotel Adlon and that was that Which was, was an It's a very, wasn't very it? posh, very nice hotel. And also we did a couple of gigs. We would do a couple of gigs while we were there. Oh, my God, those gigs. Wow. It Was it uh, Quash? Quash, yeah, Quash. Quash, Quash. Sorry, yeah. I said it wrong. I love that. I really gig. had fun. Maureen was on actual fire. Yeah. She was on actual fire. She smashed both of them through the roof. The roof came off and then people started to tumble out. The emergency services were called Alison. Um, I don't doubt it. I don't she was doubt it. Absolutely dynamite. I, on the other hand, arrived and was utterly lukewarm. <laughs> but hey, you know, that's but you know, the way it goes. I think sometimes. that might be because you're touring now. You're not you're not doing twenties. Do you know what I mean? It's a, and it's a very different no. animal, isn't it? So It is. That's it probably why. I got it the second night. Yes, Alison, you did. But the first, the first night, my rhythm was all over the place. I just didn't know how to. Didn't, firstly, I didn't know how to start, which was such a weird thing, feeling. I was like, oh god, how do I even start this? And then when I started, I was like, oh no, okay, so let's change gear. No, that gear's not working. Let's move up into third. Go back down to second. It's too fast. Uh, whoa, I need to get faster. Maybe I should hit into fourth. Absolutely nothing was working. Um, but it was fine. Uh, the second gig, I, I, I felt a bit more in control of what I was doing. But it was quite interesting how out of um, practice I am at doing a 20. So yes. out of practice. Well, you haven't done one for yeah. like, what, best part of a year, probably, more or less? I mean, I know you do the odd gig, but you're generally doing 
doing tour shows. And it is, you know, it's like when you do those big comedy, I put big comedy nights together, you know, and you have a big name. And the person who always smashes it is the person who's, 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 who's match fit, who's been doing, you know, who's been gigging all, all the time. It's never the person that you expect, you know, because they're not, no, they're not never... gigging. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing nothing but gigging, but I'm certainly not. Um... But it's such a different rhythm, isn't it? That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, and you're in another country, and it's a totally different. And I always think the first show, like, that's why I love when you do, like, a weekend of shows, and it, you get a Thursday, because to me, Thursday's like the Monday of the work week, right? So you're okay, like, yeah, yeah. okay, feeling it out. So you had your Monday gig that first day, and then the next gig, you were like, here we go, got Monday out of the way, now I know how this goes, now I know what I'm going to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was interesting, it's, it's always, I quite like, in a way, it's quite, you know, it's like, it's always a good reminder to go, look, every aspect of this job is just different, and you can't, um, you know, it's a bit like when you go from 20s to an hour, of, you know, when you're working up an hour, it's like, oh, God, how do I do this? And then once you're doing, you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing, but it's, it's just that gear change, isn't it? But also doing the gear change in another country where they don't speak the language. It was, I mean, I, could, I was looking out amongst the, the audience of predominantly German people and I could see them going, yes, I can see that you're having problems with this. Yes, <laughs> poor you. <laughs> yes, that does seem to be something that you should think about getting help with. Oh, dear. And I was like, well, she does seem to be are... trying jokes. These oh. are, she's trying. No, it wasn't even the <laughs> no. jokes, Alison. They were just commenting on the, on the content. Yes, poor you. Your life seems hard. You know, it was... <laughs> There was because there was no there was no sign of a joke um, while I was doing it. But yeah, no, it was a great time. So, Alison, what was what was what have you been up to while we were swimming away in Germany? Being jealous that you went swimming. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to be jealous. Number one. Oh, that's the water all, was that's lovely all my as well. It was oh, so nice. So I'm looking at these pictures. Jen's sending me by the river shots. I'm like, all right, I get it. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting outside in Manchester, sweating in 32 degree weather heat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a river that didn't have poo in it nearby that I could go swim in. <laughs> yeah, don't go swimming in the canal. Yeah, there was no sewage in that water, I tell you. Oh, it, was um, very, it was lush. It was so nice. Um, Alison and I have just got back from Edinburgh together. Oh, yeah, how was that? We had a lovely uh, trip from Manchester to Edinburgh. So I did a gig. So I, I was in Shrewsbury, then I went to... I stayed in Manchester, but I, I, I gigged in Liverpool and I had to, the lovely Casey Mulgrew supporting me. She was fantastic. And then and then on uh, up to Edinburgh with Alison and we had a lovely train journey, didn't we? We did. Why? Why did we have a lovely train journey, Jen? What did we do? Let's tell Maureen. Say it. We, we upgraded to first class. <gasps> Boom. Yeah, yeah. It was 20 quid a person. We didn't even hesitate. We were like, we're in. Uh, you know, because it's the weekend, and even though we didn't get a lot of fancy stuff, we did. We got teas, we got coffees, snacks, but we had space. Yeah, I mean, we said to the 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 guy on the on the um we, the guard on the train, we said, um, "What's it like back there now?" And he went, "Oh, carnage!" And I was like, "Right, we've made the right decision." <laughs> Alison and I were like, "If he's saying it's carnage, let's just yeah, let's stay." Where you we get are. bigger seats, don't you? As well, it's just more yeah. comfy. Yeah, and legroom, and and it was quiet, and you know as much tea and coffee as you wanted. Anyway, it was nice, wasn't it? We had a lovely time, and then uh, the the audience in Edinburgh were delightful as well. So oh, were you at the stand again? No, 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 we were at the Traverse. Oh, okay. And it was, it was beautiful. It was lovely. What a lovely little theatre. One of the nicest little black box theaters I've ever seen. Like, and and the audience went up. It was raked seating. It was delightful. Yeah, we were in the Traverse too. I think there's three theaters in the Traverse. I think, you know, and they all vary in sizes. And we were in the in the Traverse too. So it was a, it was raked seating. It was a big old stage, and it was lovely. Yeah, it was so nice. Um, and for a Sunday night, people had, well, if anything, too much energy. Alison, I was like, everybody, calm down. <laughs> They got more energy than us. It was, but it was easy to get pepped up because they were so like, because that's the thing. It's all about. Not that I'll go on about comedy all day because hey, who cares? But when an audience gives you love, it just makes it that much easier yep. 
to give your best show. I, I cannot tell you enough. If you're going to go see a comedy show, any listeners, please don't fight the acts. Don't give them the look of like, mm, just jump on board. Just go with it. And everyone's going to have a better time, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, you know, in, in my case, when I was in Berlin, just, you know, try and be funny. That also helped. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do try, do try as a comedian to make the audience laugh. Um, but yes, I've had such a busy week. So Berlin and then straight back from Berlin and then I'm away again. Uh, and uh, I just, I'm, I've got a trapped nerve now in my neck, it turns Ooh. out, Alison. You know, I told you I had that headache for three days. It's yeah. a trapped nerve. Oh, babes. I, I, well, I came on and if you can't, <laughs> there's Jen, poor Jen is holding an ice pack to the back of her neck. So I was like, either her and Chloe had another fight. Or <laughs> I'm absolutely kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, she would have aimed for the head as well, actually, Alison. So you're yeah. correct. And, and that, that wasn't out of the realms of, uh, of possibility. Um, yeah, I've got this blinking trap nerve in the back of my head. And it's, it's one of those ones where... Um, well, because it's a trapped nerve, if you move your head in, into a particular place, it just sends a shooting pain to the back of my head. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, trying my best to see. I've got a chiropractor I'm supposed to be seeing, but you know what? He's bloody well on holiday. I son, can you believe this shit? How dare he? How dare how health, he have a holiday? How dare you, health professionals, take any time? How dare we you take you. time off? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell? Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so it's been a it's been a nice week, and and Berlin is it's just great city. for the listeners. If you haven't been, go. It's great. It's such a. I mean, it's changed such a lot yeah. since I. Well, since Maureen and I've been going, Maureen's been going a lot longer than I have. She was going before the when the oh I mean I'll save it I'll save it Maureen we won't talk about it oh we're gonna do, yeah yeah I'll do that later yeah 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 we won't talk about it but suffice to say Maureen went up when the wall was up yeah so that's how long Maureen's despite been despite being, being thirty eight despite being thirty eight exactly <laughs> but yeah it's a great city and my brother came out my brother Esteban he came Esteban. and we went to um, museums and we went on a boat trip sorry a boat trip. And we went to the lakes and stuff, so we crammed some stuff in and went and had some nice and nice bars and a couple of nice restaurants. Also, as well. you'll be pleased. This is we went to a very famous uh, place that Stephen wanted to go to for dinner, and we were running late. And I ordered. Oh, I didn't really want to order it, but like, people just go, just order something because we got to go to the gig. So I ordered a um, Wiener Schnitzel, and it came out, and it was just a massive Wiener Schnitzel. And then I realised I didn't want the Wiener Schnitzel. I just didn't want it. And it was €28 for this meal. I thought, I've just paid €28 for a bit of potato salad because I'm not going to eat the schnitzel. And the waitress came up. She was lovely. She said, how's the food? And I went, well, I don't really want the schnitzel. I said, it's nothing to do with the cook. It's me. I just don't want... I've just ordered the wrong thing. And she um, took it away, took took the €28 off the bill and gave me a free drink. I mean... Oh, and this is something Maureen is going to live on for a long time, everyone. She's going to be like, remember that time? Remember that time I just changed my mind and they gave me back my money? Yeah, this was the best thing, Maureen. Is that, is that, 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 that happened to her for the whole... It's weird. It's weird when you get customer service. Hey, Maureen, did it feel weird? I know, it's, it's odd. I mean, because it was all my fault. Like, it wasn't, there was nothing wrong with the food. But to get, because I was thinking, I've just paid 28 euros for some potato salad. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because the customer's always right. I come from a country in North America and Canada where it's like, actually, I've changed my mind. They're like, well, you have every right to do that. You are a consumer. You want to change your mind? You bet. Change your mind, you know. So I'm just happy you've got that treatment. It would not happen in London, would it? Well, it, I mean, no. it wouldn't normally happen in Berlin. Because, I mean, you'd be lucky to get a flipping smile off these people. Like, oh, hello. They always look at you like, why? Are you, what? Who are you? Go away. What, what do so, you want? Do you know that the thing on my phone saver is the Berlin Wall? I've had that since the day I moved to London. Oh, they had wow. the Berlin Wall in the um, museum. Oh, now it's just you guys. And it's the part that says, change your life. And oh, um, wow. So I, the first day I moved to the UK, I just took that picture. I've had it as my screensaver for 10 years now. Oh, wow, Alison. Yeah. That's so cool. I had bits of the Berlin Wall. In, uh, somebody gave, gave them to me, came back from Berlin, gave them to me. My dad threw them away. Because he thought oh they were rubbish. <laughs> Technically, he's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I was like, actually, that's a moment in history, Dad, but don't worry about it. Aww. Never mind. Uh, i pick up another bit of rubble and just graffiti over it <laughs> to see if anyone notices it's it. Right. Just say it's, I mean, to be honest, most people don't, won't know, won't care. Um, <laughs> well, 
has anyone got anything else to add for their week? Because if they haven't, I think it's time to head over to Maureen Younger because she's got some moments that she needs to share with us and I know exactly what it is and dear God, it's a doozy. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> Okay, so um, basically, I went to Berlin uh, before the wall went down. Very young, I was very, very young, and <laughs> not even born yet, really. <laughs> wasn't born, and I was staying with. It was like the, it's exchange thing, so they stay at your house and you go and stay at their house. And I actually found it through Capital Radio, so I didn't know anyone else. It was just me that had volunteered. I kind of heard it. Said to Mum, "Can I go?" Because I, I was very young. Anyway, stayed at this house. And, you know, I'd be going up and down for like a week or so. And then I said, oh, there's a really, that's a really big garden at this, over there because the wall is massive. And she went, um, that's the Berlin Wall. <laughs> so I don't, uh, imagine. <laughs> it was quite a big wall. Imagine yeah. you're in Berlin. Yeah. You see a big wall and you think, wow. I wonder whose garden is beyond that. <laughs> um, it's actually the garden of East Germany. Uh, <laughs> it's the GDR. It's over there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Maureen told us that, we were walking along the river. There was me and Stephen. Stephen just looked at me and went, what? And I said, I know. Don't I know, it, Stephen. Just accept it. Yeah, it was on. a very big wall. I don't know. I just thought the boiling wall. I just thought it'd be more in the middle. I think because it was. I was kind oh, of. Well, anyways, no, Maureen. What you thought it would be it was in the middle of wherever you are, um, <laughs> because you are the middle of everywhere. You're like, yeah. surely it would be here because I'm here. Um, so I know anyways. what you mean because the, obviously. The thing about the Berlin Wall is it didn't just run in a straight line across no, across Germany. No, it's it sort didn't. of it's sort of kind like of meandered, or, or, you know, and so it was very arbitrary you know, where you, East and West was. And it was always like Checkpoint Charlie, or do you know what I mean? It's always, anyways, it was a wall. It was a very big wall. Anyway, it was, it a, big was wall. a wall. <laughs> it, was, it, it was a big wall in Berlin. I, I wonder what wall that could be. <laughs> a garden wall. It's a garden wall. We know that my observational skills aren't always of the highest. That's, I mean, that's that's an understatement, Maureen. But they are Which is good, I'm an observational comic. <laughs> yeah. As, who does a lot of observational stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're, on, you're, on, you're uh, you know, you're, you're consistent, Maureen. You're consistent. And that's what... And, and in fact, actually... As you were telling that story, my brother was like, what the, what the hell's going on here? I was like, you just have to accept and, yeah. uh, and move along. It. Yeah, yeah. My brother, uh, after we'd um, we, uh, departed, he said, oh, I've had a really lovely time hanging out with you and Maureen. And I said, oh, really? Because I said, oh, you know, sometimes I, I'm, I'm, I do snap at Maureen a bit too much. And he went, yeah, but, it's you know, you can tell you love her and it's just like you're an old married couple. And, I and also, like, I don't listen to you, so that's always the advantage. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that is the advantage, and also that is probably part of the old married couple bit. That's like, <laughs> you know. Oh, that reminds me, the old married couple, we were on the plane going to Berlin, and Jen was doing her crossword thing. Do you remember you doing your crossword thing on your phone? And I was looking over because I wanted to, you know, look at it. So Jen kept moving the phone because she didn't want me to look at it, and I didn't click, so I just kept moving myself further in. She was like, are you going to stay looking over my shoulder? <laughs> you know, when you're doing something and you're like, I just... And sometimes with Maureen, what I have to do is I just put my head... Because I I'm, I am, and, and I've talked about this with Alison, I am an introvert. So I need quite a lot of time alone. And that's when I regroup and I recalibrate and then I can come out and talk to people and be the person I have to be. So I'm like... When I'm on a plane, if I'm on a train, I take those moments to recalibrate and just get into and have a little of alone time. And so I'm on the plane and I thought I'd do the crossword, okay, on my phone. And Maureen's head is practically in my lap. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, woman? She was like, oh, I said, Maureen, I'd love to do this crossword on my own. And she went, oh, oh. I said, well, are you trying to do it with me? You went, yeah. And I went, well, could, 
Can you not? <laughs> can you not? Can you do your own crossword on your own phone? <laughs> we did, we did sound like a married couple, though. Uh. I just got to, every now and again, I've got to have a few boundaries. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Anyway, Maureen Younger, thank you for your Be More Maureen moment. As always, it was um, on brand. And um, <laughs> and uh, just to say, my brother thoroughly enjoyed spending time with you and the Berlin Wall moment was probably a high point for him where he literally couldn't wrap his head around the fact that you didn't, <laughs> that you're in Berlin when the wall was up and didn't know that was the wall. Anyway, we don't, we don't need to dwell on it. We've already explained it. Uh, now it's time to head over to Alison June-Smith. She's got a problem. Who is she helping? Let's find out because it's time to... Alison. Uh, 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 oh. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Ah, oh, thank you very much for that introduction. Look, uh, <clears throat> we're recording early in the morning, so uh, if my if we don't Too seem as peppy as usual when I'm giving this advice, please know it's still with a lot of love. And uh, reminder, I'm not a professional therapist, everyone. I know, it's shocking. I seem like I've been training for years, but I am not. Uh, so don't, don't take my medical advice. I have none. Uh, I'm just a gal who wants to help out a little bit here and there because my family is sick of me giving them advice. So I have to do it somewhere. Uh, so this week, a very interesting one. Thank you so much for sharing it. Here we go. I am 51, have had the pleasure of a very long-term relationship, in brackets, before I ballsed it up. And I don't think there's anything really wrong with me, except for the fact that I have a condition called, I can't pronounce it, it's basically a very mild form of bipolar. However, I wouldn't disclose this on the first date, and I have meds that totally control it. So far, so good. I'm not a total hag either. At least I don't think so. So what's the problem? I have a job where I haven't uh, met anyone. I play in a band. Should be kudos points for playing an instrument. I love animals. Always good for the lesbians. I'm gay. So I ask myself, what the heck is wrong with me? I have three dating profiles in brackets. Overkill? Question mark. Uh, those that do swipe me aren't really my type. My question is, do you think dating apps are heaven or hell for singles? My brother met his husband on an app. I know of other people who have successfully dated via an app. What am I doing wrong? Should I be more cocky? Have big-breasted photos with a pout? Oh, God, please no. Yours at a loss, single for seven <laughs> long years, and finally have had enough of it. They say you need to love yourself first. Well, I do. I really do. But it's time to love another, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, look, the world of dating and finding people, it, it's its a weird one. It's a weird one. Um, so I'm just going to go through a little bit of your questions here. Okay, what am I doing wrong? I don't think you're doing anything wrong. You're, you're doing things great. One thing I will flag, though, and this is out of love, uh, when you put in your last relationship before I ballsed it up, listen, let that go. I don't want you bringing any history from your previous relationship into the new one. Doesn't matter what happened before, because you know what? You learned from that. That is what all relationships are about, is learning something new every single time. So that's done. That's past. Forget, or, or, or don't put that in your head anymore. Do not bring it to the new situation. Um, look, online dating to me is a way to like open doors uh, and, and to meet people. Um, but again, this is just to meet people. This is just a numbers game, okay? So, like, I want you to use this as the start point. The important thing is to get to know them. Telephone calls, meet up with them. Online is not real life. This is the way now that we quickly filter through people. So do not see the online profile as the end-all and be-all. You still got to go meet them. You still got to develop a relationship past that. Um, <clears throat> those, and you said here, those that do swipe on me aren't really my type. To me, this is another thing too. And Jen and I were talking about this on the train because I confided in her. The last couple of long-term relationships I've had, I got to admit, when I first met my partners, I was not, 
they weren't, in my opinion, for me. They weren't my type. I was ready to walk away. And I often say, I think sometimes we get in our head, my type, my type. Sometimes relationships give us a feeling that recreate a feeling we already know in our life. So sometimes you are looking for something that may not be the best thing for you. I encourage you to try to get to know people that maybe aren't your type. I don't think you fully know maybe what your type is yet. And you can't know what your type is if you're just reading something off off the computer. Uh, I'm a bird watcher. Well, I'm not into birds. I I don't want to go watch. Yeah, but maybe when you talk to Steve and you hear the passion and how much he loves birds, you're going to be like, holy shit, this person has something going on in their life. I'm inspired by the fact that they're so excited about this. But you wouldn't have known that if you didn't go meet Steve or give him a chance. So I'm just saying the idea of your type Go a little bit beyond that. Stretch your stretch your horizons. Find out maybe more so what your type is. Don't stretch them too far because you don't want to actually date Steve if you're a no. lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give Steve a chance. Maybe there's one guy out there that'll let, you know, maybe you're like, oh my God, Steve's the one for me. I didn't know. I thought it was Miriam, but it's Steve. I'm just saying, why not, right? If give you're it a looking for someone, give it a, give it a go. Get on top. Why not? <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> Good morning. This is what have we little, talk about have a little in the spin. morning. See, here you go. Yeah, you might enjoy it, or you might be like, no, confirmed. I was right. Moving on. But I sure did love Steve's passion. Yeah. Um, do Do you think dating apps are heaven and hell? I, I, or hell? I think they're heaven and hell is what I think. I think they're a little bit of all of it, right? Uh, and I guess it depends on the type of person you have. Um, you are. But I think a big problem, too, is when we have so many options, when there's so many people coming at us, it's hard to narrow it down. And this is a big problem that's going on with dating apps. So this is a different approach. When you start swiping, they say that often the first swipe you do, you tend to swipe more afterwards because you're like, "Eh." so all of a sudden you'll start swiping through another 20 People say limit the amount of profiles that you'll swipe on in a day. So maybe just give yourself five. If you go, I'm just going to choose five today. I'm just going to choose three today. That narrows it down. So then you're like, okay, I'm really going to take a look at these and swipe. And you look with a bit more intent rather than just going disposable, 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 disposable. We go through things so quickly now because it's like we just feel there's so many more options. So I I say Shield yourself from overlooking, from having too many options. I think that's a good thing. My last point that I want to say to you is, listen, I hope you are making room in your life for a relationship. I think there's a lot of single people out there who go, I want someone in my life. I, you know, I want a date. I'm ready. I'm ready. But if you look at their lives, their lives are so bloody busy right now, right? I have one friend who desperately wants to meet someone, but like she doesn't even have time to text me back. Where's the room in your life for a relationship? All right, where if you are not putting time into your life for when you have a relationship, you're never going to find one. So things you should do or things that I think can help, go find activities that you would like to be doing with somebody um, and envision doing that thing. Um, This is silly, but another friend of mine, she loves renting electric scooters and tooting around. Every so often she'll stop and she'll go, God, I can't wait till I can do this with somebody. So already she is putting in her mind things that she wants to do, things that she is doing and going, I can't wait to have someone with me in this. So you're not looking for the person to be your life. You're looking for someone to add to your life. I know, again, you're going to be like, I've tried all that. But I really take a step back, think about some of those things that I've said and just reflect on it. Uh, but good for you. You're out there. You're doing it. And I know you're going to find the right person. Um, I hope that some of these steps help you. That is all the advice I can give. Brilliant advice, uh, Alison. Thank you very much. Especially the, I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, because I never did. Um, I did I did do, I, there wasn't really a dating app, but it was a, date, it was, it was a website because the gays were doing it before the straights were. Um, and, uh, so, but this was pre-dating app. So when I was doing it, the way Leslie's and gays would meet, um, it, you know, uh, we would meet or, and everything, everyone in between. Okay. So I'm not going to be binary. Everyone in between. Um, we would meet on a, on a, on a dating website. So that was, and then everyone was like, I can't believe you're doing dating websites, you losers. And we're like, listen, 
the pot is small. We're trying to, we're just trying to like get there a bit quicker. Okay, we're not hanging outside all bar one with with our fingers crossed and hoping for the best. Um, so, but it, 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 so, so when you had a website, you couldn't do that swiping thing. You had to go in and 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 start a conversation with people. And sometimes they didn't even have a photograph, so you didn't know what they looked like. So you had to like try to create a a, a form of relationship with them before you even met. So, uh, and so therefore, it meant that you were much more invested. Do, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you yeah. ended up wasting your time, obviously, but then you were, there was a little bit more investment in there. So there wasn't all that swiping. Also, I think with the whole thing with the swiping, surely it's a bit like Netflix or Spotify. It just creates an algorithm, doesn't it? And then the yeah. algorithm just keeps putting you into the same corridor of people, you know, and yet you don't, you're missing out on a whole other breadth of people that you're like, these could be. The, the right this could include the right person here but i've just spent too long swiping left oh she's come with a hot press thank Aww. you sorry that was just an interruption from my wife who's come in with a hot press um uh so yeah that's that's really good advice alison i think it's so hard isn't it as yeah. we get older being single just if you want to be in a relate if you want to be in a relationship i mean trying to meet people so like i don't i think that's why dating apps are brilliant but also awful for because you're so dis everyone is so disposable so but good luck yeah i i we believe in you here at wtb that you're going to meet the perfect woman called I, or steve. steve or steve maybe <laughs> steve i'm just saying listen everyone's fluid now alison don't worry about it we're just keeping all of our options open um uh alison thank you very much for your advices as always wonderful i know you spent um a and let's not forget, Alison does spend a lot of time doing the research for this. She's just not she's not just rocking up and saying any old crap that comes into her head. She actually really thinks about it and puts a lot of thought into it. So I hope that's been helpful. And if you want to ask Alison, please do. You can contact us here at WTB. It's just at womentalkingbollocks at gmail.com. And in the subject, put Ask Alison. And Alison will get it and Alison will get to you eventually and she will answer your problem. She promises. Oh, God, this got to tell you, this hot thing on the back of my neck. Oh, it's actually, it's pretty much orgasmic. <laughs> Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry. <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> it's that time, isn't it? We need to find out what we've been watching and seeing and viewing and touching. Well, I've been watching Guilt, which is a black comedy thriller. Sorry, Mark Bonner and James Sivis, I think is how you pronounce it. And it's on iPlayer, so you can watch it. They've just brought in a new season, so I've gone back from the beginning because I did watch it before. I think it's it's brilliant. Um, one of the brothers is an uptight lawyer. The other is a bohemian owner of a record shop. And they inadvertently commit a crime, and then they try to cover it up. And the more they try to cover it up, the worse it gets. And it is very black humour. But you, I, I am, I have laughed out loud at some of the stuff. I really, really enjoyed it. I think there's four seasons. And it's it's very, very, it's like sometimes the humour is just so black, but funny. And uh, it's a, they're great, the two very, you know, it's what you want, two very opposite characters. And they're trying to, you know, try to hide the fact they've committed this crime. And it just goes from bad to worse, really. Um, yeah, I totally recommend it. I think you'd like it, Jen. Yeah, I've, 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 I saw part of the first series and um, uh, I did enjoy it. And I can't remember why I just stopped watching it. It wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it. It just, you know, sometimes you mm. you start, you're watching a few things at the same time and then one of them just falls by the wayside and I think that's what yeah. happened. And also because it was like Chloe, Chloe watched the whole series. Oh, that's why Chloe watched it. She watched the whole series on her own. Um, and so then I was like, well, when am I going to watch it? You know? So I never watched it, but I'm sure it's great. It's an iPlayer, so I recommend it. Okay, so that's great. That's guilt, and that you can get that on iPlayer if you live in the UK. And if you don't, I'm we're just so sorry. We keep recommending things you can't watch, but there we are. <laughs> well, it might be on one of these streaming channels. You never know. It might be. It might well be. I have. I. I don't. I haven't watched it really any TV because I. I just there's no opportunity for me to watch anything. But I every now and again I will try and watch a a, a, a film or something, and um, I watched uh, while I was in Berlin. 
I I uh, managed to squeeze in a film, and it's called The Forgotten Battle. Because um, I thought, when in Berlin, watch something about the war. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, although this this particular film is it's a Dutch film. It's it's uh, I think it's the first uh, Dutch film uh, that was made for Netflix, and so it, mm. I think it had quite a big budget and it had quite a lot of money behind it and and some great actors as well. And um, it's it's on like well obviously it's on Netflix and it's basically the battle. It shows um, it shows uh, it's a movie from a lot from uh, the perspective of about three or four different characters. One is a a, a British RAF um, uh, uh, pilot. Um, one is a, a Dutch uh, girl living in Antwerp, um, uh, her and her brother, um, and her friend, and two of whom work for the resistance. And uh, then you've also got another young Dutch man, Dutch boy, really, who is uh, who left um, to go and fight for the Nazis, not for... Because that that was also the case. A lot of it's not really talked about, but there were some in some allied countries that were they weren't you know that were sort of um, what's the word? Maureen, I'm, God, I'm really struggling with words today. They were occupied. Nazis, it's occupied, occupied countries that work that that did work for um, and did fight for the Germans. And so this young lad made a decision that he thought um, that the German occupation was a really good thing because he had lived. In, you know extreme poverty his father was you know couldn't get enough work and he thought if the Germans took over it would be better for everybody and that and that so he, he was going to fight for a better you know uh, a better world for his family to live in and that was why he did it so anyway it's a perspective of these and it's and the backdrop is it's just near the end of the war it's like 1944 um the allies uh, have gotten <clears throat> they've stormed Normandy beaches um, but they're trying to get across. Uh, they need to. They need to secure a port, a port in Central Europe, and if they can secure a port, then they can get the rest of their troops across, and then the war will inevitably be over because they can. They can basically. They've got German uh, Russians on one side and the Allies on the other, and German, Germany will be on its knees. So they're trying to secure Antwerp at this point. Um, which is a port, but to do that, they have to get across a bridge, and if they go across this bridge, they'll just be like you know fish in a uh a, a, a what's it called barrel barrel yeah, yeah. so they, they and they've got and so they keep trying to get over and they're using these young men as cannon fodder to get over and then realizing they can't get over and so the meanwhile the dutch resistance are trying to get these papers over to the allies to say we can we know how you can get across and here's how and then that's the story of this young girl her brother and her friend um and it's it's really um and and they're all three separate stories, but you see, and then they've got this young man who he's he's like he's desperate to to fight in the war, and he's got this kind of like idea that you know going across and and fighting was going to be like you know he'll be some it'll be not not fun, but it'll be he, he can do it, like, he's, a, like an adventure, like an adventure, and I want to get involved, and then of course he does it, and it's absolute horror show. Of course it is because war is a horror show. But anyway, so it's part. So the the film is in German, it's in English, and it's uh, in Dutch, um, and it's also uh, in not Flemish rather. Uh, and uh, I can I can recommend it. It's a really good film, um, and it's you know it's heartbreaking. Of course it is because it's about the war, but it's it's really well done, and the acting is is fantastic in it. Um, and that's on Netflix. Alison, what have you got to talk to? Talk to us well, about the going, horror. We're going to something totally different. Uh, we're going to a movie. Uh, I, look, this is one I watched not that long ago, and I really think it suits the problem. It is called Bad Match. That's right. It's a dating app horror movie, everyone. Yes. <laughs> I'm into it. It's totally app applicable. Thank you. Oh, uh, in the mo- <laughs> yeah, oh my thank God, you. You're no. welcome. Wow. You're welcome. I know it's early Please in the morning, but there's absolutely no need for that. Do not complain. <laughs> Alex, is, our producer, is covering his face right now. Okay. Uh, in the modern era of dating, this gripping psychological thriller will have you thinking twice about your next swipe. It's all fun and games for Playboy Harris. He has it sussed when it comes to hooking up with new women. Little does he know that his match with the obsessively twisted Riley is about to send his life into complete disarray. It's one to watch, guys. It's the brand new Fatal Attraction in, and it's 
Awesome. It's online dating meets fatal attraction. It's uh, the ending. I'm not going to give away the ending, but the ending, you're just like, oh, my God. It is, uh, it's a real good one. Um, I don't want to discourage you from online dating with this, but I just thought it's, uh, yeah, it's it's good. And look, a lot of online dating is just hooking up and banging. So this kind of addresses that. This addresses, you know. Yeah. Uh, Take some steps. Be a little bit more careful. Um, there's some real play people out there, playboys, playgirls, who can really, you know. But uh, this this playboy meets his match, and it's awesome. He's not called Steve, <laughs> is he? No. Oh my God! Absolutely not. Not How- our not our sweet Steve, who's a bird watcher, Maureen. No. <laughs> How old is this movie? It's not that old. What is it? I think it's uh, it's been out in the last. I think it's like within the last five years. I should I should check these things out. Right. Give me the name again. Bad well, match. Yeah, I know. That's I love. That's I, it. 2017, everyone. So not brand new. 2017. Okay, let's check it out. Listen, I'm not mucking about here, Alison. You can watch it. You know, unsurprisingly, on premium uh, on 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 Prime. It's got a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. A hundred. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's your winner, Alison. Only 5.6 out of 10 for IMDb, three and a half for Amazon, but 100% for Rotten Tomatoes. That must mean that I, that one person reviewed it and gave it a good review. <laughs> <laughs> it was Alison. <laughs> it was Steve. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah. It got eight reviews, actually. It got eight reviews. It's got 100% from um, Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, the audience score is forty three percent. So look, that's that's where we're so, the, so we're meeting out the average there. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Um, Alison, thanks for that recommendation. I've, I welcome. always really enjoy your recommendations uh, because um, you've I, never I, I, heard of them. One because I've never heard of them, but two because I'm making my way through them and they're all very interesting. Thank <laughs> so, you. Oh, and thank you. People sometimes watch them and write me and go, you know what? I I did give it a go. Not really. Have you checked out that? So thank you for horror movie recommendations out there, listeners. I appreciate it. I, I did give it a go, Alison, and I did stop halfway through. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Bad match, everyone. Get involved. Right, it's time to head back to Maureen Younger. She has her corner. She's cultured it, as she always does. Let's put our fingers in it and have a little salty taste. We have really, dear God, what is going on? I go swimming with you once and then this is what happened, just because you saw me in the swimsuit. (laughs) Honestly, don't improvise. That's the key, isn't it? Just write something down. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. I tell you, I tell you what was my morning was was us the the towels we had three towels, and guess who had the most sandful towel out of the three of us was wasn't it mine? Oh, it my. just looked yeah. it looked revolting. I, also, because it wasn't sand, was it? It was mud. No, it was mud. Really, it's mud. So anyway, we're talking about book club because book club is uh, on Monday the twenty sixth at seven thirty. If you want to join us. All details are on our Facebook page, WTB Book Club. Uh, This month's book was The Shrines of Gaiety by Kate Atkinson. Oh, how was that? Talk to us about that. It was really, really good. I really liked it. I was a bit disappointed by the ending. Um, But she's great. She's like like Dickens and she creates all these... A cornucopia of characters, all these different characters, and she I love creates her. them so in it. There's, there's I, a, love I wish her. I could do that. There's so there's so many characters. They're so different. There's all these different strands of stories. This is what she's really good at. She does all these different strands, all these different people's lives, and she manages to she brings it all together. together. And the characters are so three dimensional. Honestly, Alison, yeah. if you want an audio book. I can, we yeah, can, I can recommend like any Kate Atkinson book, but um, if you if the Jackson Brody um, trilogy is or the one um, about the mother, the story about the mother, which me and me and Jen really related to um, something what story is something that? at the museum. Something oh, at, uh, scenes at the museum or something. Scenes behind the museum no, or something some... set in York, something like that. Anyway. Oh my god, that's hilarious! It's yes. so funny. Well, bits of it are. I think I've maybe I was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was really dark, and I've just remembered it. Behind the scenes at the museum. That's Behind what it's the called. scenes at the museum. That was that was one. That was the first book of hers that I read, and I. And yeah, I, um... same here. It's you'd like it, Alison. It's really okay. really good, and it's great. It's all set a, uh, set in the um, in between war, London, kind of the gangster London where people were living. You know, really. Um, 
It was quite, you know, it's a bit like uh, decadent lives. It just, you know, it was after the First World War. And it's based on a true story about a female kind of gangster woman from Scotland who basically ran a lot of clubs in Soho. And it's, it's oh, based okay. on her. Yeah, it's actually based on her. I really, really liked it. And I can look, it's a massive book. It's, um, how many pages? It's like 500 pages. Bloody hell. pages. And I went through it really quickly. It's so readable. Kate Atkinson is so readable. So even though it's a big book, you will find yourself just reading it. Yeah. Totally recommend it. I'm definitely going to buy that. Um, I mean, just that's that, that recommendation was great, but also I love her. Did you read Life After Life? Have you read it yet? I haven't read that yet, no. Oh, let me know what you think about that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, I'm going through a really big novel by Falada, which is taking quite a lot of time to get through. Um, and then next month's book, and I, I have, I've never read anything by her, Meg Mason in oh, Sorrow and Bliss. I've have read, you read that? I've read it. Hang on. I've got it here. I've read it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Oh, did you? Thank God, because I recommended it. So here it is. Oh. There it is. Uh, yes, I can. I, I can. I, I absolutely loved it. I I don't know. I'm not. I don't. You don't think I will? I don't know if you will, Maureen. I, just because I, that, that knowing you as I do, mm. I don't know if you will enjoy it. But I absolutely loved it, and I think she's an absolutely fantastic writer. And it is. It is. It's. It, it is quite funny as well. It's. She's. You know. She. She's. She knows how to she knows how to write basically, but the character, the main character, she's complicated. She's a complicated person, and um, it's it's sometimes it's hard to. Um, well, I, I really I, you know, I was rooting for her the whole time, but I can see that sometimes it might be hard to sort of like be on side with her. But I I I actually really love this book. I would love to know what the book club think and say about it. Do I'm gonna I'm sure Maureen will feed back to me. And I would highly recommend this book uh, by Meg oh, Mason. Oh, that's yeah. good. I mean, I'll, briefly, it's everyone tells Martha Friel she's clever and beautiful, a brilliant writer who's been loved every day of her adult life by one man, her husband, Patrick. So why is everything broken? Maybe Martha is just someone who finds it harder to be alive than most people, or maybe, as she's long believed, there is something wrong with her. Da -da -da! It's such a, um, I suppose, a window into the mind and and how you're, it doesn't matter what you have and what's going on in your life. If your brain is just doing what your brain is doing, you know, you can turn any, you know, it can turn anything good into shit. <laughs> but, yeah. um, um, yeah, yeah, I'd be really interested to know. And I actually powered through that. I think I read it like, you know, I don't read very quickly because, you know, my brain doesn't work very well. But I think I read it in a week or something, which for me is quick. Oh, really? Because also you don't have that much time normally. So that is, because it's not, it's, well, it's like 300 odd pages. So it's not like it's a short novel. So, yeah, so that's it. I'm looking for, once I finish Falada, I'll be on to Meg Mason. Brilliant. Okay, well, Maureen, thank you for your cultural corner and your book recommendations. If you do want to get involved with the book club, then do. You can find all, all the details on our WTB Facebook page. And uh, and Maureen conducts it, and it does appear to be partly about books and partly about having a little old chin, chin wag as well. <laughs> all chin wags welcome. Okay, well, I look, even I am curious about that. Maybe I'll, is it audio? Is there an audio book version should, of this I, one? Probably, there must be. They always have audios I'll, of most books, there don't is. they? Now. I'll see if there is. Uh, oh, we've talked books. We've been cultured. We've gotten salty, whether we wanted it or not. But now what we want to know is uh, what, what's been getting, what's been bugging us? What's been ticking us off later, lately? Jen, Jen, what the hell is getting your goat? <laughs> Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And, and, and do you know who I blame? Society. <laughs> I'll tell you what's getting my goat. It's the fact that I slept badly and now I have a trapped nerve. What the hell is going on with my body that I can injure myself while in bed? I just really resent aging. It's really getting on my nerves now. I I I couldn't understand. And then do you know what? I can I I actually even know when it happened. I think it was when I was in Manchester. I I was uh, in bed and I moved my head too quickly and I heard a crunch. I heard a real crunch in my neck. I went Krush! I was like, "Oh, that doesn't sound very good." And then I didn't think about it again. I didn't think about it. And then of course, like that the whole of that day I have this pounding headache and then into the next day and now and it literally, how did I do it? 
I moved my head. Now, come on. Let's, let, uh, this is unreasonable that, that, that when we get to this age that we can't even be like horizontal asleep without coming out with an injury. Honestly, this, my head is pounding. Absolutely pounding. If you have thought this uh, podcast has been, my contribution has been subpar, you'd be, you'd be correct. It has been. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm in pain. I am in pain. Back of my neck. On my back of my head is just like ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. And I, th- that's what's getting my goat, Alison. I can't believe... And Maureen. Maureen doesn't seem to get any injuries ever, but I, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I'm padded. <laughs> I need some padding on the back of my skull. Oh, to be fair, God. I did... My elbow blew up because I got bitten by something. So I did have a blown-up em- envelope? Blown-up em- elbow. You did have a blown-up elbow, actually, didn't you? And it yeah. did start to resemble an envelope, so there was you can make that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Maureen, her arm was like all like it did swollen. It didn't look yeah. bad. I mean, it looked sore, but it I mean it wasn't like you know. Oh no, you saw it better when it when it first happened. It obviously took me a day or two to notice. I was like, I had a sore elbow, and then I eventually looked and went, oh, that's why, because it was like completely. Yeah, don't look. That's the key, actually, Alison. Is don't look. Don't, don't look. look. To be fair, I can't look because it's in the back of my head. It's here, here, and it goes all the way down my neck. It's a sleeping injury, too. That's the worst sleeping injury. Do you ever wake up with mystery bruises and you're like, yeah, no, ghost bruise. That's what I call it. Whenever I wake up with a mystery bruise, I'm like, the ghosts were getting me in my sleep. I bruise so easily now. I don't think I used to bruise very easily when I was younger. I don't, I don't really remember getting bruises. And now I've just seemed, Chloe's like, where did that bruise come from? Where did that bruise come from? I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. None at all. It's probably from walking. That's probably what happened. Anyway, that's what's getting my goat. Uh, and I also, I don't know how to get rid of it. I think I've got to do this hot, cold thing for the rest of my life. What about, can you get a massage? Would a massage help? Well, I, I was trying to see my uh, a chiropractor, but selfishly, as I said holiday. before, he's on holiday. Absolutely. Yeah. What? How dare he? I need him. I hope he- and guess what? Also, God, God, lean in, everybody. I've got to go to Glastonbury this week. Can you imagine going to Glastonbury with a trapped nerve? Oh, no. And camping. Oh. When are you off? Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday. I'm going Good Friday. Time. I think a lot of people are going before, but no. Maybe find somebody else who can perhaps do something with your nerve. Yeah. Oh, I'm usually, I mean, I'll speak to Chloe. I mean, I often get on her nerves, so she might be able to help me. <laughs> Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. I've got to have a lie down because I am a elderly woman now. I don't know if anyone, if you're aware of that, but I am officially a pensioner. <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do? 